This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. But I want to talk about, just continue down the rugby path at the moment, uh, Fiji this morning, looking a little tired, getting up and beating Georgia, a very good Georgian team, 17 points to 12. Will make the quarterfinals now of the Rugby World Cup at the expense of Australia. Great moment for Fiji and rugby. A couple of weeks ago when they beat Australia by 22 points to 15. Credit to the Fijians. They have some good infrastructure in place. They've got good coaching. And it's religion in Fiji, more so than rugby is here in New Zealand. To get some sort of sense of nationalism and the expectation now on this team is my next guest, Jay White. He was a long-standing board member um, and a member of the Fijian Rugby Union. Runs a very successful business up in Singatoka, Singatoka River Safaris. If you are in that part of the country or you just want to drive an hour from Nandi or you're in the Coral Coast, I thoroughly recommend you do take one of his safaris and get that ultimate Fijian experience. Uh, Jay, good afternoon. Welcome. Bula. Bula, Mark. Uh, a little bit nervy this morning from the Fijians. Um, looked a little bit tired, but when it's all said and done, you got the job done. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, it wasn't the, their best performance um, by a long shot. It was um, a pretty rough first half. A lot of mistakes. Um, I think probably coming off that bye didn't help. Um, I think that sort of, and obviously Georgia played very well. You can only play as well as your position lets you. But in saying that, in years gone by, Fiji probably could have lost that game, but uh, now we're we're winning them. So uh, we obviously look forward to Portugal and then the quarterfinals. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because I know prior to the World Cup, I was talking with Steve Devine and a few All Blacks, and we felt that Fiji were capable of causing the upset against possibly Australia or Wales. But there was always that concern that maybe they could drop their guard, um, you know, potentially uh, to the likes of Georgia. But as you said, there has been that evolution now. There is now that consistency in it. And we have very much seen now Fiji take that next step in terms of the individual but collective development. Yeah, that's right, 100%. Um, you know, I used to say that many times with Fiji, it was, you know, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Um, so thankfully that, that tide has turned a bit. Um, you know, the last time I saw Georgia play in, I think it was Suva in 2019, it was a draw. Um, so, you know, we, we certainly respected Georgia. We know know what they're capable of. Um, you saw saw the tide turn in the second half when uh, Simon made those substitutions, bringing in a few of the uh, draw players. Um, and it really, you know, I thought they made an immediate impact. Um, and obviously we got we got the biscuits at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah, so just Portugal to go and then hopefully quarterfinals time at the expense of Australia. Um, uh, <laughs> Portugal, I guess one of those teams, and another great unknown. And I'd imagine, I think it's for all teams, you go in there trying to bring maybe the same level of intensity that you need for an England or Australia or a team with a bigger reputation. Um, but not always that easy against, I guess, those so-called lesser teams or those almost third-tier countries. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, I think uh, this World Cup we've seen a completely different mindset from the from the players. Um, you've got uh, what happened in 2019 up against Uruguay. We sort of let our guard down. And I guess sort of went in there expecting to win, and we got knocked off um, by the Uruguayans. I don't think that'll happen this time again against Portugal. Following on the back of today's game, I'm sure they'll be very much up for the contest against Portugal, wanting to make a statement before going into the uh, the quarterfinals. The emergence of Fiji now is this, um, you know, as I say, uh, you know, I think they've surpassed Italy. Italy, you know, part of Six Nations, but have only won one game and forty odd appearances in the Six Nations, very much, uh, you know, now at the head table. How much of this goes back to the success of the Fiji and Sevens team in 2016 and what Ben Ryan did and, and a foreigner coming in and understand and having to gain an understanding of Fiji and culture and moulding this group of players? Um, I, the, the best way to look at Fiji rugby, I think not only from the Sevens but the Fifteen side, is that We've always had the talent. We've always had the, the um, I guess, you know, the capacity. It's just been, we've just never been given the opportunities to, to, to test ourselves, you know. Um, and, and over the last five, was it 2016, eight years coming up, um, the the reality is that World Rugby has, has realised that for, for Fiji to fully reach its potential, they need to open these pathways. That's why the Ndrua was such a... Um, a major factor in the success of the the current Fijian team. World Rugby have, have made that happen. They facilitated that. Australian Rugby obviously welcomed Fiji, the original in, incarnation of the Drew, into the NRC, and we won that after three years. The Fijian women, uh, the Fijian Drew, that play in the uh, women's division, won that in their first go around, and then backed it up again and went back to back. So. You know, we've always believed that we, we're capable. We just needed the opportunity. We just needed the uh, the um, the pathway for these guys to test themselves against the higher competition. Give us a sense of nationalism off the back of Fiji's victory over Australia. I mean, I know what it meant when you've won the last two Olympic Games and pretty much Fiji shuts down and it's pretty much build monuments of every single player and, you know, and <laughs> land is handed out to yeah. coaches and they're anointed kings and gods and saints and all the rest of it. What, is, um, what, what, what did that victory over Australia mean and, and how many people in Fiji watched that game? I think the the whole nation watched that game. Um, there was obviously a huge sense of great uh, national pride in, in beating Australia after such a um, what was it 59 years or something. Um, the, they we obviously believe that we could do it. We've we've seen it coming. Um, what happened with the the sevens? There was a, uh, an expectation that we're going to win gold there, but now the the expectation is starting to fall onto the 15s boys. There is um, talk, you know, there's been a prophecy that Fiji is going to win a major sporting event. So people are starting to say that it's not the Olympics, this is the World Cup. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a quiet belief that we can go further than just quarterfinals, you know, um, with a belief that the team could push into the semis. Um, some even saying the final, but time will tell. But again, the nation certainly believes in the boys and, and, and the capacity that they, they can um, upset the, the bigger nations. You're more than likely you're either going to play England or Argentina. Is there a preferred quarter-final opponent? I mean, you've beaten England recently, so psychologically um, you can take some confidence from that and arguably you could argue that potentially psychologically England somewhat damaged. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't even um, 
think that there would be um, necessarily a preference because no matter who you play, you, you to get to the final, you've got to beat anyone that's in front of you. Um, yes, obviously we beat England, um, but that could also be ammunition for the English to want to get led, you know, even the ledger. Um, but I just know that uh, Simon and, and the whole coaching team would have the boys up for whoever they face. Mm. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be a challenge no matter who it is. And if it's not Fiji, who, who's Fiji's second team? Who, who do Fiji tend to jump behind if it's not <laughs> if it's not the Fijians? Is it Australia? Is it New Zealand? Or is... yeah, there's a there's sort of a, typically a bit of a three way split. There's um, the majority would be split between the Wallabies and the All Blacks, and then there's a, a smaller number that support the the Springboks. Um, but obviously, with Australia not there, uh, there'll be I think a lot of people cheering for the All Blacks. Mm, yeah, I tell you, a lot more Fijians. Yeah, a lot more Fijians playing in France too. So I'd imagine they've become a lot more aware of the French club system as well. Yeah, there's uh, you know there's representations of Fijians all around the world. <laughs> hey, um, Jay, I, I know that you know you're in the tourism business there in Fiji, and we had the COVID situation, and Fiji relies heavily on tourism. Yeah. That's sort of behind us now. How's Fiji? You can how are things at the moment? Does it bounce back? Are the tourists coming back? Yeah, Fiji's um, it's been a tremendous rebound following COVID. I'm actually just sitting up in here in the uh, the middle of Viti Levu, the main island of Fiji, in a place called Navula, which is in the province of Navasa. We've got um, a group of uh, Victorian stu- uh, uni- university students here at the moment who are kayaking down the river. So they're, they're enjoying the hospitality of, of the Fijians at the moment as we have lunch next to the Singataka River. Terrible life, isn't it, Jay? Yeah, it is. Pretty tough, sun shining, uh, <laughs> and, and 29, ima- 30 degrees. Yeah, and, I, and I'd imagine every uh, little Fijian kid there over there is throwing around a rugby ball of, of something or uh, <laughs> uh, or something that at least looks like a rugby ball. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, look, Jay, lovely to have you on the programme and some great insight and uh, well done on your Fijian team so far and good luck with the rest of the World Cup. Inaka, Mark. Thank you. Cheers. Jay White there, former board member. Bye of uh, Fiji and rugby joining us on the programme just to give you some sort of context and understanding of the sense of nationalism over there and how proud they are of their 15s team and of course their 7s team as well. Uh, been lucky enough to go up there and be involved in some 7s tournaments over the years and boy you just see the talent everywhere. You always think with the Fijians and the Pacific Island nations that if you just put the resource behind them, put the coaching in place, they are the best athletes in the world across so many sports. Uh, Simply remarkable. And we've seen the benefits too, clearly in the All Blacks as well. Uh, Look, you are listening to Sunday Afternoon Sport. Mark Watson with you. Uh, PG writes in Turf, does your field of dreams need an upgrade? Win a complete sports field renovation. PGG writes in Turf. Head to the win page on the SENZ website or app to enter. And just want to acknowledge PGG Rights and Turf for their continued support of the station. The lines are open if you wish to have a chat, want to talk sport, anything you've heard this afternoon, or you want to maybe just bring up something that's um, piqued your interest. Love to hear from you. I think talk back is a better experience when you jump on the phone. 0800 150 We will bring you some football reaction too off the English Premier League uh, coming up after 3 o'clock too. We're going to catch up with Liam Stone. Now Liam is involved in the sport of diving. Been to a couple of Commonwealth Games for diving. I was involved yesterday um, with some diving commentary and 
you know, when you go behind the scenes and commentate these sports, you get a greater appreciation of what actually goes into it. And when you stand up on a 10-metre board, uh, 10-metre uh, platform, and you see secondary school kids throwing themselves off it and doing aerial acrobatics on the way down, it is uh, simply remarkable. So I just thought we'd get Liam back on just to have a bit of a chat about the sport and maybe ask a few questions that everybody's curious about. Find out what he's been up to too. So we'll do that after three, 18 minutes after two.